0: My name is Chuck, I have a new life in Christ. I'm in recovery for pornography, comfort, and this week, a bit of anxiety. So, growing up in the South, particularly Tennessee, is one of those memories I'll always cherish. There were some great things about a very simple life that I got to lead in the early parts of my life. One of the best memories I have is in my grandmother's kitchen. My grandmother was an incredible Southern cook. She would make biscuits from scratch, literally rolling out the dough with a biscuit cutter, cutting those. It was amazing to watch her work in that kitchen. Buttermilk pies at at Thanksgiving and Christmas time, special moments, but my favorite time of the year is when she would do what she called putting up her garden. And what she meant by that was the garden was harvested and she would literally start to can vegetables, make homemade pickles, and make preserves, kind of a jelly, if you will, out of grapes, blackberries in particular. Now, what she would do is stand in the kitchen at a big, huge pot. She'd put the stuff in there, and she'd just stir it, and she would work on it. And when it got right to the right temperature, she would put it in a jar like this. For those of you that are not Southerners, this is what we call a mason jar, And that mason jar has a top to it that has a rubberized seal inside of it that when you poured that goodness in that jar and you sealed that jar, that jar was good. Nothing would happen to the contents of that jar until that seal was broken, sealed. You know the verb You you twist a jar to seal the pickles. You lick an envelope to seal a letter. You notarize a contract to seal the deal because sealing declares ownership and it secures the contents. Sealing is the act that says, hey, this is mine. And because this is mine, this is protected. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at Ephesians 1, and we've really, literally phrase by phrase, and sometimes word by word, discovered a description of our new identity in Christ. And tonight, I want us to think about the word sealed. Listen to these words from Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 13. It says, in him, in Christ, you also, when, and I want you to look at the progression of this. When you heard the word of truth, which is the gospel of your salvation, the gospel that God sent his perfect son into the world. He became a man, he lived a perfect life, he died a sinner's death, he was raised from the dead and he sits at the right hand of God the Father in this moment, that is the gospel of your salvation. And when you you heard that and you believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And that promised Holy Spirit is a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. In the ancient world, you see this kind of worked out in a lot of different ways. Cattle and even, unfortunately, slaves were branded with a seal, and it showed to whom they belonged. That way they couldn't be stolen or taken away or claimed they belonged to someone else. The Bible uses the term in a few different ways, and when considered together, it gives us an understanding of what Paul is really trying to say here in Ephesians 1. In the Old Testament, God set a sign on his chosen ones to mark them to set them apart as his possession and to keep them from destruction. You, you know the promise of circumcision with Abraham. Circumcision was a seal that these people belong to me. We read in Revelation 7 that God places a seal on his people to identify them and to keep them from wrath. It communicates security. And so when you put all of this together that you see in scripture, you see that a seal communicates ownership, protection, and it's a validation of the relationship. Now, here's the important part. The seal that we have in Ephesians 1 is not a what. The seal that we have in Ephesians 1 is a who. Take another look at verse 13. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit When you accepted Christ, Christ sealed you with the Spirit. Literally, he cocooned you, assuring you of your safekeeping. Now, here's what may happen. Satan may woo you, discourage you, and even for a time, he may influence you. But hear this. He cannot have you. Satan cannot have you. Because you have been bought with this price. Dave talked about redemption. You have been redeemed in this. Look at what Ephesians 4 verse 30. Paul literally doubles down on this concept when he says, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The New Living Translation renders this, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit or to God's Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he's identified you as his own. He's guaranteeing, listen to those words, sealed, guaranteed that you will, not might, not could, you will be saved on the day of redemption. And so in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 4, I want you to notice the apostle speaks in the past tense because he is trying to emphasize a deed that has already been accomplished. We are, not, we are not being sealed or hope to be sealed. We are once for all and for all time sealed by the Holy Spirit for redemption, by the sealing of the Spirit. Here is what God guarantees. You will be saved. As believers in Christ, you will be saved. Friends, that's good news. That's the news of the gospel we all need to hear. And by giving us the Holy Spirit, God seals or stamps us at our conversion. And here's what the Spirit does. He continues to testify, authenticating the reality of the relationship by making us more and more like Jesus. Paul in Romans chapter 8 says, literally, you are being conformed daily to the image of Christ, that literally every day you look a little bit less like you and a little bit more like Jesus. The God who has thus authenticated this relationship. Will most certainly protect his people through trials and difficulties. And he's going to do that until he takes final possession of us, you and me, his inheritance on the day of redemption when everything will be made new. That is good news. And yet, here's the thing we also have to kind of put into this equation we're all aware of our own sinfulness. Oh, we've repeated the phrase, our Father in heaven, but there have been times. We didn't know whether or not we meant it. See, we do not really trust Him always, or love Him always, or pursue Him. Always And apart from the work of the Spirit, so often we will see God as a deity to avoid, appease, or even escape. Sometimes we'll even dread him unless the Spirit has wooed our hearts. If we come to him in prayer, it's out of duty or fear, not of love. But on conversion, something supernatural changes. Your affections change. Your desires change. You're not just working out of your own power. The Spirit is literally changing you, and you begin to trust Him. And when you trust Him, we begin to see Him and perceive Him as the perfect heavenly Father. If you hear nothing else tonight, hear this. The Spirit convinces your spirit of this truth. Your destiny is in the hands of a loving father. Your name is not written in God's book of life with a pencil. He doesn't hover an eraser above your entry, waiting for some excuse just to remove it. He's no cruel master who demands perfection and promises retribution. He's a good father who's recorded your name in the book of life by the blood of the lamb. There is no more sacrifice that you need. It is the once and for all sacrifice that reminds all of us we have been sealed. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians 1. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with an eternal pledge, a sure beginning of that which he is destined to complete. So why is this security so important? Why does it matter? Why do you need to know tonight that you've been sealed with the Spirit? I think the answer is simple. There is power in assurance. I want you to think about the things that we have discovered throughout this series. You heard first, I have chosen you, says the Lord. I have predestined you. He reminds you. I have redeemed you. I have forgiven you. Your inheritance is sure. I have sealed you because I am passionately committed to magnify the glory of my grace in your salvations. And listen, let me say this clearly so there is no misunderstanding. These are promises and truths for those who've accepted Jesus as their Savior. For those who've never made that profession of faith, if you don't know or you've never sat there and accepted this free gift that God offers to do, to you, would you consider doing that tonight? If you don't know what that means, find one of your, talk to your leader. Find some of us that'll have on one of the white name tags. Have a conversation with us in that. Listen, God pleads with man to turn to him. The new birth is not being reformed, it's being transformed. And so you look at all the contrast the Bible uses to express the change that comes over us. They are graphic terms from lust to holiness, from darkness to light, from death to resurrection, from stranger in the kingdom of God to citizen in heaven. That's who you are if you're a believer in Christ because the Spirit has sealed you. He has done his perfect work. I think we'd all agree. Life can be so incredibly unpredictable. Joys, sorrows, blessings, and distressing difficulties all can come so unexpectedly. Our life's plans can change in an instant. We know it to be true. So how do we have peace in this world, in the midst of all of that turbulence. Horatio Spafford knew something about life's unexpected challenges. He was a successful attorney and real estate investor who lost a fortune in the Great Fire of Chicago in 1871. About that same time, his beloved four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. Thinking a vacation would do his family some good, he sent his wife and four daughters on a ship to England planning to join them after he'd finished some pressing business at home. But while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, that ship was involved in a terrible collision, and it sunk. More than 200 people died, including all four of Horatio Spafford's children His wife, Anna, was the only one to survive the tragedy. And on arriving in England, she sent him a telegram that said simply, saved alone. What shall I do? So he immediately set sail for England. And at some point in the voyage, the captain of the ship that was aware of the tragedy that had occurred in the Spafford family's life, summoned Horatio to tell him, look, we are going to be passing over the place where your daughters lay. It's interesting. I think in every life, these moments come a lot. But I think for him, it came where you have to decide, do you believe the promises of God to be true? Step three, we say it's trust. Will you trust God with your salvation? That is something we've been talking about tonight, but it goes beyond that. Will you trust him with the difficulties of your life? The good, the hard, the suffering moments, the difficult and very hard moments that show up. He answered that question. He pulled his pen out, grabbed his journal, and he started writing words down. Years later, those words would be put to music, and that music and those words have comforted the saints for over 200 years. Maybe you know those words. They go like this When peace like a river, attend death my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. And then he wrote a second verse, a verse that we don't really have much in our American hymnology, but a verse that really talks about what we're talking about tonight. He wrote, when Satan should buffet, when trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and did give his own blood for my soul. You, my friends, are loved by a God who loves you with a perfect love. He loves you with a perfect knowledge of your past sins. He loves you with a complete knowledge of everything that you're going to do in the future. And he loves you regardless of all of those things. And here is what he's committed to. He's committed to getting you home safely. As believers, you are sealed.